0: More youth are being heard on Sound Off 985 Kiss FM.
1: Jungle Beats
2: Sound Off. We're more than just a radio show. We're a family.
0: We teens have a voice. Here we talk about topics that are relevant to the community, as well as things that interest us. Yeah, we're teenagers. But we have stuff that we want to (laughs) say. And we're
2: going to do that now. 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 Now.
1: We sound off, and you can sound off too. Sound (laughs) off Good morning to you all of our amazing listeners. We welcome you to Sound Off. We're heard weekly on your favorite radio station in addition to our Apple podcast. Uh, my name is Claudine Lance Schofield and I have my Sound Off team member Avrielle. Before we introduce our very special uh, guest on this morning, good morning to you Avrielle. Good morning with Schofield. And how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. It's always good to have you. And are we not excited that we have two phenomenal women? Yes. This morning, listen, we have two amazing authors. We have Becky DeWitt and we have Tabitha James. And so I'm going to begin with you, Becky. First of all, good morning to you. Good morning. And uh, good morning to you, Tabitha. Good morning. Good morning. And so what I want to do, Becky, beginning with you, if you would take the opportunity, you wear like 30,000 hats, but if you would take the opportunity to tell
2: our listeners a little bit about yourself. I, I'm i just a local girl, uh, w- lived a couple of places, did a couple of things, moved back home, and God just blessed me uh, to be a scribe, to just write for him. Awesome.
1: That's Catherine. it. That wow. That's simple enough. I like it. I love it. Yeah. Tabitha James, talk to the people all the way in the back, the one that Mike can't hear you. Yes, good
0: morning, good people. So I too, um, Tabitha DJs wear wear several hats in the community and across the country. Um, But I will piggyback on been a few places, seen a few things in this short time that I've been here on earth. Um, And in 2016, I decided to move uh, my roots back to South Carolina to my hometown. And ever since then, I've been figuring it out from there, as it relates to community integration, uh, business strategy for other people, and writing, um, and just doing the work that has been strategically aligned
1: in my own life. So yeah, same here. Just good stuff again. We're really honored to have you both. And so I want to kick it off when I was growing up, it was kind of unheard of to be able to touch and be able to interact with a black author. I'm telling you, uh, you know, somebody said everybody has a book in them. I'm starting to believe that. But I want to ask you, Becky, where did this come from? You have been in the game for a long time. You have so many books. It's probably, you probably done lost track of how many books you have. And so wh- where did this love and, th- and this desire and this motivation
2: to be an author, where did that come from? Actually, it came from a prophecy. Because my pastor prophesied over me, said, Becky, God said, you're going to write books. And I looked at her like she was crazy. And I wrote my first book in three days. Next book took a year. But the thing about it is, when I was growing up, I used to write stories, even in sixth grade. There are a couple of people that know me from sixth grade. We used to write stories. I was always good at writing term papers, good at writing, you know, grants and things of that nature. So I was always good at writing, but I never knew and never understood that God had a purpose for me. And so now um even over time he's changed me from inspirational to children's book to novels I mean the genres he's just he's God's doing it
1: that's good stuff and tabitha where was this birth out of for you and <laughs> definitely
0: birth out of Um, wanting to set myself apart right and so when I look back over my life I used to write poetry and very futuristic things I was always very forward thinking as a child so when I moved back to South Carolina I found some things that I had wrote in in my my teenage years about wanting to grow up and be an entrepreneur and give back to the community and um, just do some amazing things and I'm like oh wow I was thinking about that at 16 you know and I was published the first time in um, third or fourth grade I don't remember exactly which one. So in the early 2000s, I was published the first time. But I think I honestly did it for an assignment, not really realizing how much in alignment it would be with my future, my ultimate purpose. And so when I first began speaking, one of my coaches said, um, you got a few books in you. And I was like, are you sure? Because I don't know where they're coming from. You know, I think numbers most of the time in business. And so when he said that, you know, I thought about it and I was on an airplane one day and I wrote my first book um, on that airplane in my cell phone notes. And it's been history ever
1: since. Wow. That's amazing, and I, I've heard that before. Everybody has a book in them, but you know, I, I think it takes something special to bring it out. And you both have talked about where the motivation came from, and so this is going to be good stuff. I'm coming to you, uh, Avrielle, What did you have?
3: I had a question for Miss Becky Dewitt. Now, I noticed she mentioned that she wrote her first book that was written within three days. So, my question to you is: When did you actually discover that you had that passion for writing?
2: Uh, you know what, after the prophecy, uh, I think I was flooded. Mm-hmm. Words just started to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and then God would give me a topic. So um, it's it's just over time, it, it just starts to flood. And now I'm in a passion for novels. In other words, God is training me. He's changing the genre. I had a, a passion for children's books. I wrote three children's books, a series called Destiny's Closet, which is about teaching children how to pray. So I was all into that. And then a couple of years ago, I think it was uh, 2018, that God shifted me into novels. And the novel series, I have a contempt series, Reasons and Sabotage. And the thing about that is, it's all about redemption. So he gives me the topic and he just guides me. So, and right now I'm working on something new. Okay, good stuff. So you listen, you've been in the game for a while,
1: but, but you're not losing your relevance. You, you definitely you're keeping up with what's going on and what you're putting out is so needed. And so I'm really excited about that because sometimes
2: people lose their sting. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, the thing about it is with me, I have to pray and I have to get before God to get what I'm writing and different genres. Um, I write different ways. I don't always write the same way. So when I'm doing inspirational, it's longhand. But when I'm writing novels or children's book, I sit and listen and I say, Holy Spirit, what are we doing today? So the latest book that you asked me about, Stolen Property, Resurrection Chronicles, is a sequel to the first Stolen Property. It is about children who have special needs, but we don't understand their needs, and God has gifted them. Wow, that's good stuff. And Mm -hmm. so talking
1: about books, Tabitha, Black Girl. Timeless Gems for Brown Girls Bound to Win. Let You know what, and I like the title because so often we meet young ladies that have identity crisis, really don't yeah. know who we are. And so I'm excited that this book was dropped into your spirit. Talk to us about it.
0: Yes, most certainly. And it was dropped into my spirit for that reason. Exactly. It is for that brown girl that just cannot seem to tap into her own confidence and her own identity and her own structure. So over the years with working with black and brown women from, you know, all shapes, sizes, ages, colors, um, States, backgrounds, right? Um, Some probably driven, some born into wealth, some, you know, super talented in the arts or very scholarly or can just so many talents, right? But there has been a common theme that I've seen time and time again of them not being able to accept, own, and capitalize on their greatness because of something someone either said or did Mm. to them in the past, Mm. right? So Mm. living in a version of themselves that may not even exist because oftentimes It's something in the head, right? It's the little person in their head that's saying you're not enough. You're not pretty enough because you don't look like this or because you didn't come from this. You can't do this. And so that is why I intentionally said Brown Girl's Bound to Win because in reading the book, uh, you have to be in the mindset of I want more. I'm going to have more and I'm willing to do what it takes to make my life different Or it's not really going to resonate with you. You're going to be like, oh, my goodness, Tad is fussing at me. But I'm not fussing at you. (laughs) I'm just getting you out of your own head and out of your own way so that you can be bound to win. Mm -hmm. Love that. And sometimes you need that push. That's what it is. Okay, Avery, coming to you. So my question for Miss Becky DeWitt
3: is what exactly inspires you
2: to write? Actually, it's the Holy Spirit. But I can look at anything. I can look at a title. I can look at a person. I can look at a brick. You know, he will tell me the words that I need to have to put in a story. So it's all it's all about him because sometimes he'll just speak one word. Like the other day I was in a conversation and they couldn't understand what I was saying. So I, I was like, okay, so we got some interference here. So I can write on interference wow. from a conversation. That's awesome. So yeah, that's a remarkable I, I, trait. That's amazing.
1: And so, yeah. I, I, you know, when we come back, I want to talk about the fact that um, you are helping young people that are inspiring to be authors. You're trying to get them get them started. I, I read something that, what's a little kid named Malachi, I believe? Yes. Okay. We're going to talk about that when we come back because I'm excited about the fact that both you and Tabitha are willing to pour into generations to come. And I know Tabitha is still, you know, still young and Becky, you're young as well. But that's (laughs) the thing that I like the mindset that each one teach one to reach one. And yes so that's beautiful stuff and so that's what we're going to talk about when we come back on um, we're really honored to have these beautiful phenomenal women we have I see Tabitha got that coastal Carolina behind her so you know something about CCU right <laughs> Go shines Go shine. I know that's right we have Tabitha James and we have Becky dewitt and when we come back the dialogue will continue uh, we got to say thank you to all of our wonderful sponsors stay tuned we'll be right back
0: our youth are being heard on sound off 985 kiss FM.
1: Good morning. Welcome back to you, all of our wonderful listeners. Welcome back to Sound Off. My name is Claudine Lance Schofield, and I have my Sound Off team member, Avrielle Williams. Good morning to you. Good morning. And Avrielle and I are really honored to have Becky DeWitt and Tabitha D. James, phenomenal authors in the Sound Off studios, uh, Zoom studios on this morning. Uh, Good morning to you both. Good Good morning. And so my co-host, Amanda Butler, let me say good morning to Amanda. Amanda is coaching basketball now, so she's not able to be here on today. But shout out to Amanda Butler before we get started again. So Tabitha and uh, Becky, we're really honored to have you both. Um, it's so amazing that we're able to have this dialogue. And, you know, the fact remains, like I said earlier, it was not a common thing to be able to have dialogue with authors that are published. You know, well, when I was growing up, that was unheard of, but it's it's really a good thing. And So I want to talk about the fact that not only have you published books, and I'm talking to you, Becky, but now you have helped a young man by the name of Malachi Hill to publish his book. Let's talk about that.
2: Yes, actually, you know what? I, I have my company, Blood Drop Inheritance Group, and I was only publishing for me, okay, because I have so much going on. And so what happened was his grandmother sent me a story that he wrote. And I looked at it and I said, okay, we're gonna publish it. And it was phenomenal. They, did the, um, they got the illustrations and the illustrations are so beautiful. And it's a simple book, it's for, I would say kindergarten through third grade. And it's, it's just about animals in the jungle and, and you know, great conversation. He wanted to do it, he's 10 years old. Wow, wow. He's 10 years old. So I didn't mind investing in him. I didn't mind doing it because they came to me. And then from that point, we I talked to him and said, we got to have a book trailer. So then we developed a book trailer. So he's all excited, and I'm planning to interview him in the next couple of weeks on my Ready Writer show. He's the first child author that I've ever encountered. That's good stuff.
1: I love it. Avery, what did you have? Well, my question is, since it
3: seems for both of you that writing is something that just comes so easily. Do either of you ever experience writer's block?
0: um so that's very interesting that you asked that question i have experienced it when i've tried to force myself to write um if i don't have a download that needs to be produced or if i don't have something that needs to come out because in addition to writing books i write copy for myself and some of my business clients and it's if i'm trying to force myself It's not, it's not happening, right? Right. Mm -hmm. I have to be in that creative space. I have to be, my energy has to be channeled. I have to be connected in the spirit to be able to produce whatever that means. So, um, and it's often very weird because I can produce in times of like, just like turmoil right so like right now tonight with everything or you know this morning night morning daylight saving time change who knows right Right, right. but when when things (laughs) when things are going on I'm in my happy place so I can just like (laughs) produce right I can Mm -hmm. produce and when things are great it's like do I really want like I don't know so it's very interesting when my writer block kind of like (laughs)
3: child. So you work well under pressure then.
0: I work well under pressure and it's my getaway too. So if something is, you know, maybe bothering me or something, you know, happened that's unfortunate or I'm going through a lot at the time, um, some of my best work has been created through times of of our struggle if you will.
2: That's good Mm. stuff. Same thing for you, Becky? I don't call it writer's block. I call it distractions. Mm. okay, Okay. Simply because of the fact that, you know, like, piggybacking off what Tabitha said, I get these downloads from the Holy Spirit. And so I, you know, I'll get up in the morning, I'll be in prayer, and I'm like, okay, so what are we going to talk about today? Especially if I'm in a novel like I am now. I'm like, okay, so then he gives me stuff, he gives me scenes and everything, and I write it out. Now, what happens is if I'm not focused, I'll easily get distracted and get off track. And I have lost some things like that. So I have to go back to him. And then also you have to be patient in waiting Because sometimes he may not want you to write anything for a couple of days because you might need to be intimate with him. Then another thing, sometimes, I did this once, maybe twice. I wrote something, I'm like, I am so mad with the enemy. I'm going to get back at him because I'm dealing with rejection and I'm just typing, and I had this whole thing worked out. And the Holy Spirit said, I didn't give you that. I had to go back and take it out. Wow. That's a piece of advice for somebody who listens to the Holy Spirit and is called to be a scribe for him. If he doesn't give it to you, don't write it. It messed up the whole thing, and I had to sit and wait. Repent, of course, but I had to sit and wait until wow. he gave me what he wanted. because I write for him, that's he that's is funny. the ink in my pen.
1: Okay, come through with the ink. I love <laughs> it. And, and talking talking about you know benefit, uh, you know, from what you write because you're not either one of you are just writing to be writing. But I want to begin with you, Tabitha. Who, who do you believe will benefit from the book, your latest book? And then in writing the book, what was your thought on or what was your desire or what was your hope that would happen when someone, when I opened the book or a young girl open the book, what do you hope will happen from reading
0: Transformation, life change, mindset shift. Um, rethinking of the process. So who could benefit ideally the target audience for this read is around 17 to 25 and those who work with them because understanding who you're dealing with is a big issue sometimes when trying to impact someone if you don't understand the way that they receive and or consume information, right? Mm -hmm. And so no, there may not be anything new under the sun, but it might be a different way of the way we do it under the sun. So that said, um, that is why it directly correlates with those who may work with those populations but when um that audience picks up the book I want them to say oh I just had a conversation with Tab and she just told me to get my life together right Tab just told me that I might need to take that opportunity that you know my mama them said maybe I shouldn't do or my auntie didn't necessarily endorse but I felt that I needed to do it in order to create the life that I want to live for me and to do the things that it, that I know I was purposed to do. And if it doesn't work out, I'll just try something else because life is meant to be a learning ground. It's a journey, not a destination. So for that reader, I want them to say, wow, that was a conversation. And after that conversation, I want to take action. I don't want you to be inspired as a result of the read. I want you to be transformed in such a way that you're not the same after you've read it.
1: That's good stuff. And um, I'm, while you were talking, I was just thinking about the fact that so often, unfortunately, young girls don't always have that encouragement or somebody to affirm them. And so I'm coming to you, Becky, same thing. I mean, in terms of, uh, you know, we're living in, we're, we're really in two different pandemics. I mean, with the COVID 19 and then civil unrest. And so with the time that we're living in now, you know, the fact that you're able to put, you know, when you pick your pen up, you're able to write. you know i like to say people talking loud and saying something and so how do you see your style of writing kind of like moving towards a different direction because of what we're going through or
2: because of what we've been through in 2020 because i'm a christian author i would say that i'm gearing towards the encounter okay i want people to experience the love of god i want them to know that there is redemption safe and then also the supernatural because a lot of us have not experienced the supernatural in um stolen property at resurrection chronicles the first one and the second one is a totally a supernatural book of visions and encounters that people had with angels i've had people ask me was that made up or was it true no i listened and it was true a lot of people had these encounters so i want people to experience and encounter the holy spirit in a different way it's not normal i mean because he wants to do that he wants to be with us he wants to become intimate with us so I, i would say that as first thing next thing is to go into the marketplace I want to go into the marketplace crossover. Everybody doesn't come to church. we got to get outside these four walls. So I'm outside this four walls. My mindset now is marketplace. And because of the books that I'm writing, I want people to know that everyone can be redeemed. All you got to do is just come to the Lord. We're really honored to have uh, Becky Duet and Becky's latest book.
1: It's called Stolen Property Resurrection Chronicles. And we also have Tabitha James, Black Girl, Timeless Gems for Brown Girls Bound to Win. And again, we're really honored to have you both on. The dialogue will continue when we come back. we got to say thank you to all of our amazing sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Our youth are being heard on Sound Off 98.5 KISS-FM on.
1: Sound Sound. 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 Good morning to you, all of our amazing listeners. Again, welcome you back to Sound Off. My name is Claudine Lance Schofield. I'm joined with Abria Williams, Sound Off team member, and we're really honored to have uh, Becky Dewitt, her latest book, Stolen Property: Resurrection Chronicles, and we're also honored to have Tabitha James and her book, Dear Black Girl: Timeless Gems for Brown Girls Bound to Win. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. I'm really honored because you've taken time out of your busy schedule to come and share with our listeners. So we're going to jump back into it. Avery, what did you have?
3: So Miss Becky had um, an interesting sentiment from earlier when she said that oftentimes she or sometimes she had to rewrite things just because she knew she wasn't guided by the Holy Spirit. So my question to you, is there ever a book you would rewrite in its entirety?
2: I don't think so, um, because I have this thing that I say I write and release, because I write articles for magazines as well. So unless the Holy Spirit says, go back and redo, take this out, I'm not touching anything. Because your books are good. So, I mean,
1: you know, if you're led, then you feel confident that it's going to bless somebody, right? right. All right and so when we came on I talk about the fact that you both wear several hats and Tabitha you wear about 36,000 million zillion hats and so you know in addition to being an author you do so many other wonderful things and so let's talk about your movement I, I just love the fact that you're doing some great things and so share with our listening audience exactly what you're doing
0: Certainly. So I I think I fell into this movement, if we want to be completely transparent about it. When I started working with uh, business owners one-on-one, it was strictly women just kept coming to me, um, different ages, uh, different backgrounds, wanting help with the structure of their business. I was like, okay, great. And I had been mentoring for as long as I can remember, even from peer mentoring groups with people, you know, the same age as myself or near the same age as myself. And so when I began to develop You know, she is me, the Dear Black Girl brand, the things that I do with work with Tab, I realize a common theme in empowering people and equipping people to unleash their unique greatness in their corner of the world. Whatever that means for them, and that is the framework that I model everything I do around is unleashing that unique greatness because we all do have that inside of us. And something I think is very unique about my own journey is that I share all aspects of it. Right? I see. I started to see success very early, um, and that came with trials, tribulations, and, and questions, and and a, a lot. It came. It came with a lot. And so right, I don't right. mind sharing that with the next young lady, especially because sometimes you know you might finish college. Or You might finish a program that you did or you might finish something and everything isn't aligning and you automatically get discouraged because all of these people are asking you, you know, what's next, what are you going to do and all of that when you don't have to answer to any of them. It's what are you doing for yourself? And every day is just a drop. I like to call it in your life account, right? Every day is a deposit into that life account. So if you just focus on those small steps every single day, eventually, you know, you're going to see that season of, whoa, this is all coming to pass. And then it'll be on to the next thing and you'll be right back in the process. And so I am very, very intentional about un- equipping people to unleash that unique greatness in every single Segment of the process. I find myself with women, you know, much my senior and they're like, well, I'm a little nervous. I'm like, what do you have to lose? I mean, if it doesn't work out, just lean on everything that you've already done before and go back. And if anyone has time to judge you, they clearly aren't focusing on themselves enough. And so that is just my movement and my brand and the way that I like to maneuver in the in the marketplace, in the world, in, in the spirit even. Um, that's, that's just the way that I take take my mindset into everything
1: I'm exposed to. I love it. And, you know, um, while, you, while you were talking, I was just thinking about the fact when we talk about mentorship, unfortunately, we deal with a lot of young ladies that have residue from i.e bad experience, uh, home life, uh, just different things that cause them to not believe in themselves and so I I think this is for both of you how do you dig and I I know you talked about it a little bit but it's so necessary it is essential to understand that if we're going to do that that we're able to tap into what our young ladies and even young men have actually experienced that have shaped them to believe that they can't do and, and, and either one, you can jump in. I, that That's really
2: been something that bothers me because I see it too often. One of the things I will address that, I would encourage them to write, basically because writing is healing. Because you can't always speak the thought or speak what's in your heart. Journal, you never know. Somebody, everybody has a story. Somebody needs what you're writing. I have no idea between my websites my library which is on office did i have no idea who reads what i write it's not my job my job is to write and release but they are inspired so i would say to anybody that's going through anything write is healing for you it's healing for you and somebody and you wait a minute you're not the only one going through that it's wow. somebody right. on the other side of the world that's right. somebody on the other side of the planet that is going through what you're going through and you may have the answer that they need or you may have a step that they may need in their journey. That's good. That's good. So they w- they should write. Just write it down because everything can't be vocal. That's good. And a
1: lot of things that I did not <laughs> deem as therapeutic because of this pandemic, oh, trust believe, it, it, I see things so different. And so, Tab, you would absolutely uh, agree with that as well?
0: I definitely agree. Writing is is therapeutic. And I'll add to the person who is working with that that young person who has some rooted issues. It's like not being afraid to ask those hard questions. Get comfortable being uncomfortable, especially when you've established a relationship. I can't pour into a young lady if I don't know what I'm what the cup, you know, what's already in the cup. You know, I need to know what's down in that well so that we can we can work on whatever that is. And so when I think about the you know, the dynamics of my program, we have, have had several opportunities to be quite a large program. We're nationally recognized, but we stay under 25 members for a reason because I can't handle or as a team, we can't handle every young lady the same way because they all come to the table with different things. And so it is it needs no benefit to me to give a workshop information that's $250 to one of my children who I know they, they barely have the money to get dinner. Right. So I don't need to send them that. I might need to be trying to find that young lady the waiver for the program because I realize that she's equipped to excel in it. But they're not financially prepared to make that investment in her or they may not be anyone at home that's even going to read that message. And so I look to intentionally make connections. And so though we could have, you know, thousands of people and yes, there would be impact. Um, Through that aspect of my life, I like to keep that very intimate so that those people are getting the services that they need because there are several ways for people to tap into me um, from a large scale way, right? There's several ways, but for that exactly, I like to be very intentional with asking the hard questions and letting people know up front if you don't if you don't want us in your business you might not want your lone lady in this group Uh, because we 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 dive into the those secrets and you know what happens in this house stays in this house if that's your house you might not need to align with us because we're working to you know try and combat some of those traumas so we can prepare this young adult to be able to be the adult that can matriculate in society with little issues so i love it I
1: love it. Coming to you, Averylle, what did you have?
3: So I, I feel like both of the writing styles that both of you describe, it sounds like it's very, very personal. And Tabitha, you even mentioned definitely wanting to resonate with your audience. So my question to both of you is, have you, either of you ever incorporated your real life experiences into your books? Simple, yes.
2: I weave, it's like knitting. Some of my life experiences and some of other people's as well. Sometimes people can find themselves in the book. Then I've had people say, "I found myself in this in this book in this character," and I say, "That wasn't you, but okay." (laughs) (laughs) So yes, I do. Wow, it's fun.
0: yeah, ditto. I, I, I concur with that statement. I definitely have intertwined some of my personal experiences, especially in my first two writings, which were memoirs. I did a ton of interjecting some personal experiences th- from myself as well as others that I have witnessed um, into the storyline to make that just real and relatable. And it was a form of something that both of us have spoke to is release, right? It was me releasing that because for so many years, so many of those things had lock and chain on me. And so writing them um, and just putting them out into the atmosphere, it was freeing for me. So I, I definitely have intertwined some, some tab tip bits in some of my
1: writings. Good stuff. And I think that's really important because again, you say it's relatable and people are going through so much. And so if you can open a book and find yourself and be helped, While reading the book, I tell you what, mission accomplished. Uh, So, the next thing I want to talk about is you know, I'm excited that now young, especially brown and black young ladies and men, they can just touch a Becky DeWitt or touch a Tabitha James. And so, what advice would you give to uh,
2: someone that might be an expiring author? The good and the bad. Pick up the pen. I met a lady at a conference last month in North Carolina. She's like, you know, I have all these things I wanna write and they're in my head. And I looked at her and I I said, well, you got help sitting right next to you. Pick up the pen, write a sentence, (laughs) write a paragraph. You can be inspired, but you haven't done anything. You have to act, you have to move. It's all about the movement, okay? Faith without works is dead. Okay, come on. So let's do something. Pick up the pen, start with one word. You'll get a sentence and the flow will come next thing you it's a paragraph. You probably end up with 20 pages.
1: Okay. Tab?
0: Uh, Begin with the end in mind. What is it that you want to produce into the world and who do you want to produce it for? And then go produce it and be ready for feedback positive feedback comes negative feedback comes in between feedback comes so be prepared for that i'll, I'll interject that slight i don't want to think that that's negative because we're all entitled to our opinions and there may be someone who picks up your book that it just was not for them and so their feedback may not be what you were expecting but it's okay you did what you were purposed to do um, so that's my advice and my and my splash on that <laughs>
1: Well, that's good stuff. Okay, so Tav, I know we're almost out of time, and you too, Becky. I read something that you wrote, and it said, one cannot expect extraordinary results with average effort. Expound upon that real quick for me. Don't be basic. Very simple. You cannot expect to get,
0: you know, all of these great accolades or all of the things that you want to succeed by putting in minimum effort. Sometimes you got to wake up early. Sometimes you have to stay up late. Sometimes you might have to go intern for someone for free. Sometimes you might have to move across the country to go get that opportunity, but you have to put in the effort, right? You can't expect to get the reward without the effort. And I'm gonna pass it to Becky to finish that
2: off for me. I'm gonna say you have to be relentless in your pursuit. If it's your vision, you see it, you want it, and you can't see it until you see it. Ooh. So you have to Mm. be relentless in your pursuit. Don't let anybody or anything stop you because it's your vision. And if you want it to come to pass, be relentless.
3: Well, ladies, we have definitely enjoyed everything that you've had to say um, on the show today. We have a few more minutes left, so we just wanted to wrap up with some of your final thoughts.
0: Be the change that you want to see in the world, not my quote, but one that I love and I live by. If you would like to connect with me, djames.com. you can find all my social medias there, all my products and services and all that jazz there. Um, so head there, connect with me. I'd love to uh, be connected in the internet space. And thank you to the Sound Off team for having me this morning.
2: I just want to encourage anyone that if you have a dream or you have a vision, just be relentless in your pursuit. Don't give up to anything because it will never come to pass if you decide to sit down and give it up. To contact me, I always tell people, Google me. You Google me, you'll find out about my website. My author's dead. Or you can email me at S A R E B J 189 at MSN.com. And I just want to thank everyone for having me on Sound Off today. You know what? Let's go get it.
1: Tabitha James and Becky DeWitt, listen, thank you guys for coming through. We really appreciate it. Uh, really honored that you came through. Now, at Sound Off, uh, we can't leave without giving you the opportunity to shout some people out. So, beginning with you, Becky, who would you like to shout out?
2: Oh, I would like to shout out to my mentor, Dr. Cheryl Hill.
0: Tabitha, shout out. I always like to shout out to all the brown girls bound to
1: win. I love it. I love it. And as always, a very special shout out goes out to this radio station. Shout out to Avriel for holding it down with me on this morning. I uh, got to send out some love to my family in the Dunbar community. And uh, shout out, major thank you to all of our sponsors. Would not be able to do sound off without our sponsors. Um, Ori, Georgetown, everybody that listens on our Apple podcast, God bless you. And remember, we sound off and. And you
2: can sound
0: off too. Our youth are being heard on Sound Off. 98.5 Kiss FM.
2: Sound, sound. sound off.